So today, obviously, we got to start by talking about the NBA Finals. We're three games into it. The Nuggets are up 2-1. It's been great. But first, first things first, we got to tell the people about our merch that is finally dropping today. They've been asking us about it for weeks. It's finally coming out. Y'all are crispy. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting for like a month now, and everybody always comments, when are you guys dropping it? When are you guys dropping it? It took us some time to get it ready, but we're dropping it. We're having four different colors of a hoodie that you see Donovan wearing, four different colors of a t-shirt that you see me wearing, and four different colors of a long sleeve, plus a couple hats. So I think you guys should be able to see it on the bottom, right below the title of this video on the YouTube merch shelf. Beautiful. If not, click the link in the description, and you'll see everything there. Beautiful. Go cop that. Go cop that. Go cop that. Word on the street we're getting, is... We're getting dripped out for the summer. All right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the summer. <laughs> Let's do it the right way. <laughs> but yeah, man. Now that I got that out of the way, if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor, like, and subscribe. If you're on audio platforms, leave us five stars. And yeah, man, let's talk about these NBA Finals. I think we all came into it expecting the Nuggets to be up 2-1 by now, maybe even 3-0. So what's your old general takeaway? What's changed from your perspective? Nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. Nothing has okay. changed. I, I think like, I think a lot of people after game two tried to do like some overcorrection and like a lot of people really, really were like, oh, well, listen, like the heat, like they're in control of this series. Like they're going, <laughs> they're going back home. Like if they can get game three, they can really flip this. And it was like, it was never going to be that. Denver, <laughs> yeah. Denver was never going to go down 2-1. They played as bad of a fourth quarter as they could have in game two. Miami played as good of a fourth quarter as they could in game two. And I just feel like even going into game three, Denver had won a majority of the quarters. Like they're playing just better basketball than Miami. And so I never understood the idea that the Heat were going to legitimately take control of the series and go up 2-1. So like we are, like you said, we're, we are where I thought we would be at this point. And so everything is just chalk right now. I'm crying, dude. Yeah, I, I remember feel the same way. Yeah, like I, looking back at Eric Spolstra's uh, post game conference about like or Ramona Shelburne asked him about a question. He asked, she asked him about her and his entire game plan of Heidegger, Nicole Jokic, whatever. And uh, she basically said like the truth, I would say, or at least to the naked eye. And Eric Spolstra felt like he was like, hold your horses, like this shit is not going to be that easy and like yeah. well, tell, we tell, saw what they, tell people what she said because she was basically implying that the way people decide to guard him is either allowing him to be a playmaker and double teaming him so he can't score or allowing him to be a scorer and not helping off him so he gets buckets but he doesn't get to kill people with his passing that's what she implied that they were doing and eric exactly. Spolstra was like that's bullshit you don't know yeah. what you're looking at you don't know untrained shit about eye i feel like that's, shut up, hall, shut that's up. a hall of fame slur right there <laughs> not slur but that's a hall <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, listen, the way Spolcher said it, he meant it as a slur. All right. So, like, God. Yeah. <laughs> untrained he, he eye. Said, wow. It might seem that way to the untrained eye, but it's not that simple. You can't make him a score. He's too good for that. And yeah. I think what he meant by that, first off, there is something to that. Ramona Shelburne didn't pull that Definitely. out of her ass. Yeah. There is something to you decide to double team him or you decide not to double team him. I think he was just being a bit of a dick about it. And what he meant was. It's not as black and white as like let him score or don't let him score. It's more like the the priority is not to let everybody else score, and he's gonna exactly. do his thing regardless. But it's not about letting him score. I think he was being a little bit of a dick about the specific language. But what she said wasn't it was she she wasn't off topic that much. Yeah, it sounded like she, I feel like he, the reason why he was a dick is because it, he may have felt like oh wow you think my job is that easy like he yeah he, he made it seem like 
we were everyone was like oversimplifying his job and all like the insane mm-hmm. brainiac type of research and stuff that he does in the back end of things. So yeah, <sighs> overall, that's, that's facts. A lot of times people definitely oversimplify NBA coaching, so I could tell why he'd be a little, uh, yeah, sensitive about the topic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But overall, like with this series, I think I said that the Denver Nuggets will probably win this. I had them in six. I just feel like some way, somehow, Miami Heat will go ahead and win two games. But I don't think they got anything else after that. And even if it goes to a game seven, I'm still probably going to take the Den- the Denver Nuggets. But I, def- I still stay ten toes down with my original prediction. This is going to be over in six. And they're just simply like outmatched. You can only get so more, so many good games out of Bam, out of Bio, like, and also Jimmy Butler, who's been, hmm, he hasn't been that good. And he, he's been gonna, mid. Yeah, I he's mean, been he's the been normal hurt, right? Jimmy Butler. Th- th- that, that ankle injury, you could tell, has slung him down yeah, a little bit. 100%. He's not quite as, doesn't have the burst he had in the first couple of series. But let's talk about why they won a game. Because like Donovan said, a lot of people, their first reaction to them winning a game was like, oh, maybe the Nuggets are beatable. Because that's the first time the Nuggets have lost a home game in the, in the yeah. whole playoffs. So a lot of people were like, listen, we've doubted the Heat for four series, and every time they prove us wrong, maybe they're proving us wrong again, and they can win it all. But like Donovan said, they played the best fourth quarter imaginable, and they shot the shit out of the ball like they do in most of their wins. So maybe that's just the thing they do. But I think the main thing was Denver's defense was horrible. They were incredibly (laughs) undisciplined. Yeah, they made the most mindless fouls at anyone. you You would think you're watching, like, (laughs) <laughs> you're thinking you're watching youth basketball with the way KCP was flying around and just yeah, doing the most like insane yeah. things. And then also like, MPJ. while yeah, exactly. And while like you're doing the crazy, you're just like not using your head on defense. You have people like Gabe Vincent, who is one of the, he's a foul merchant. It's clear as day. He's one of the, I didn't know he was one of the best in the NBA until I started watching these <laughs> fouls, but he's just doing the most egregious things to get that call off and it's working. So it felt like Denver had everything going the wrong way against them in that game. But even then, like they still were in the game and that just goes to show how good of a team this is. And they're just outmatched in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Their defense is really terrible and they just gave up way too many. Like you said, KCP fouled two, three point shooters. Michael Porter jr. Was defending like rookie Michael Porter jr. Just not no clue where he was on the court at any time. And the zone defense that the heat like to run that before the series started, we talked about just won't work against Jokic. It worked a little bit in game two. Jokic had four assists and five turnovers. Like they were able to make the Nuggets uncomfortable, mostly because Jamal Murray couldn't get going the whole game. It was like a C minus Jamal Murray game. I don't remember his exact stat line, but it was nothing special. But these are all things that we're pointing to that like the Nuggets just played bad. Like it wasn't a whole lot of like adjustments the Heat made from game one. The big adjustment was starting Kevin Love, so Aaron Gordon doesn't have the big size advantage over Caleb Martin. But I don't think we think they won because Caleb Martin didn't start. Right? Kevin Love wasn't the answer. Caleb, I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, it it helps, right? It it helps because yeah. in game one, because Aaron Gordon was just bullying them in game one, right? And if they had stuck with what they were doing, then then like they then the Nuggets could have gotten away with a bad Jokic game, and they could have gotten away with a bad Murray game because Aaron Gordon was just going to bully game Vincent for forty eight minutes, right? So like you're by putting Kevin Love in the starting lineup, you force Denver to actually start. You know, showing the cards, going going to the bread and butter, and making sure that like, okay, you guys are actually gonna have to play basketball to beat us, and you're not just gonna, you know, overpower us. So I think that helps a little bit. Even in game three, like Kevin Love, he starts the game off with a with a three. There's some there's some shots that he that he can make 
you know, there's a little bit of spacing that he provides. Um, so I don't think it's like terrible. Um, no, it's a good, it's a good move yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's not, it's not like a checkmate that like people were, like you said, people were acting like after game two, that he had like a much bigger chance than they thought they had before. And I just don't think that's the move that made that happen. You know well, I, mean? I don't, why well, don't, I don't think it Loki could have, but I think part of the problem that's not going to look that way is because Jimmy Butler is just off. Like his mm-hmm. ankle, yeah. his ankles cooked, and he had a he had a he had a good first quarter in Game Three, but after that he didn't really provide much, and so it's like Bam Adebayo is the best offensive player that he have had this entire series, which is wild because if you told me coming into the series that Bam was going to average twenty three, he was going to be knocking down mid range jumpers the way that he is, I would think like, hey, potentially if he's if he's playing like that, then maybe Miami <laughs> might be up two one. But Jimmy Butler just hasn't been able to be playoff Jimmy, the guy that we lauded him for the first three rounds of the series. And it's really, really hurting Miami right now. Yeah. It's also because the Heat, I mean, the Nuggets are forcing the Heat to beat them with mid range jump shots. Mm-hmm. They're giving him that open every single time because Jokic is playing a huge drop and just like saying you're not getting to the rim at all. I saw a stat earlier that uh, the Heat players are shooting 23% worse at the rim when contested by Nikola Jokic. Because oh, he's wow. defending his ass off at the rim as a rim protector because they're playing a huge drop. So all Bam has is those floaters and mid-range pull-ups. So when he hits them, cool, but it doesn't shock me he's hitting those because they're wide open and Nicole Jokic doesn't even put his fucking hand up most of the time. I mean, yeah. listen, we've seen Bam, we've seen Bam <laughs> not be able to, to make shots wide open true, before. True, so true. like the, the fact that he's been able to come out and look as aggressive every single game and be able to take advantage of what Denver is giving him. That's a really big step for him. And it's True. a really, yeah. and it's a really good thing for Miami moving forward. They need to, whatever drugs that they be giving the horses, they need to give Jimmy Butler, right? His ankle needs to be fixed <laughs> tonight because obviously like if they, if they go down three, one, the series is obviously over. There's no way they're beating Denver three, three, uh, uh, three straight. And, they have to get it to 2-2, and they're going to need Jimmy Butler to show up, even if he does what he did in Game 6 of the conference finals, where he has a terrible first three quarters, but somehow it's like an eight-point game in the fourth quarter, and Jimmy's like, all right, I guess I'll make a couple shots now, and and shows up in the fourth quarter. Whether you need to like load manage him within the game, do whatever you need to, but there has to be some creation from him, and he can't just be a decoy the entire game. You know what yeah. you need? That sounds what like you need? need Tyler Hero, man. <laughs> Apparently, his Honestly. hand just gets numb every time he touches the basketball, so I, I think he might be cooked. He's done. He's done. He's God, not coming man. back. He's yeah. not coming back for game four. That's what, That was confirmed earlier today. He's still out. Yeah, he's, no. He said every time he goes on the court and tries to get shots up, his hand goes numb. So, I mean, zero chance. They showed him. They showed his hand. Uh, I think it was before either game six or game seven of the conference finals. And he didn't have the wrap on, but it still looked swollen. His, his hand yeah. looked, looked crazy swollen. It looked like discolored. I, I, Damn. I don't th- listen. I don't think it did anybody any favors by showing Tyler Hero warm up on the court. And so it's, <laughs> it's very clear that that hand is not okay. Yeah, yeah. He would. I mean, he would definitely help them, right? But I, I just, I'm not. I'm gonna assume he's missed so much time that even if he comes back, he's gonna be a shell of what you thought Tyler Hero would be. So I'm not even gonna like think about that as an addition they're gonna have for the series. But to give, to give Miami some credit, after we're basically we're basically been talking about how we still think the Nuggets are going to win pretty easily, which that's the general takeaway. But to give them credit, I, I just love watching them play because 
We talked about how they beat the Celtics by just basically putting them under immense pressure all the time and forcing the Celtics to make decisions. And they didn't have a lot of playmakers, so they can't do that very well. But it's interesting how, like, that style of play seems like it'll work against almost any talent level. Like, the Heat are going to be in every game. They're so hard to blow out. Like, granted, we just saw them lose pretty bad in Game 3, so maybe this isn't true. But the fact that the way they play by just making everything incredibly hard on defense and making enough plays and enough shots to keep themselves in the game to the fourth quarter, that's just a really interesting style of play that I wonder if we're going to see other teams try to replicate going forward. I don't know. Try to replicate? No. I don't I don't think it's it's trying to replicate. If you cannot play like the Miami Heat, right? Like if the Heat if the Heat wanted to play better basketball, if they wanted to to make more shots or do stuff like that, like obviously they would try to. This is what we've seen from the Heat is them pulling together every asset that they have, playing a little bit above their means because they've shot like 50% from three, like four of the last like seven games or some, something stupid like that. It's nuts. The, the shot making from the Heat has been insane in this playoff run. And so if you want to say, yeah, every team in the NBA would love to shoot 50% from three. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess so. But I I think like this, like hanging around and you equate it to football. It's, it's kind of like the, okay, you know, play good defense, run the ball, right? It'll be a one possession Pretty game much. in the in the fourth quarter. I, I feel like people will kind of fall into that. In, in basketball more so than football, but you kind of fall into that just because you don't have that high-end talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the only team. I mean, I guess you can say the Knicks and the Grizzlies are kind of similar in the last few years. Hmm. And playing like... No, that's, that's, well, that's like the Knicks whole thing too. And the Grizzlies like winning with rebounding, turnover battles, transition. Like, it's not, it's not like it's... My, it's not groundbreaking to win with a little stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess more so what makes the Heat special is... They do that while also having a very egalitarian offense mm-hmm. with a guy in that in the fourth quarter can take over. He kind of like coasts the whole game and keeps everybody involved so they can stay above ground. And then fourth quarter, he turns on that mode and does what he has to do, attacking mismatches. That's an interesting combination. I guess the Knicks are kind of similar with Brunson and Randall. Like Brunson kind of does that in the fourth quarter too. Yeah, but he doesn't as much. He doesn't as much coast in the first half like Jimmy does sometimes. Yeah, and he's he's. He is 100% like directing the offense every single play where, yeah. where, yeah. where, like you said, with, with Miami, you have a lot of stuff where, where Bam is, Bam is at the top of the, of the key, right? We're, they're running uh, DHOs off of, off of him, trying to find cutters, trying to find shooters. But I think the big, the biggest thing for Miami, this series is you got Max Struess and Caleb Martin combining for 11 points a game. Not great. That's that's not that's not that's not great. Celtics fans that's have to be sick watching. Them oh, they are. Like this. They are. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's that's terrible. That's trash. That's trash. Yeah. I I follow a lot of Celtics fans and they are very upset. They're like they got hit with the voodoo black magic power of friendship. Caleb yeah, Martin this performance. this must be the other Martin twin playing from the Hornets, bro. Because <laughs> there's no way like this is the same dude who was literally. G- giving Jason Tatum buckets in a game seven and also game six throughout the entire series. So like the only ways I imagine the Miami Heat coming back and making this series interesting again, it's still interesting. Let me, I I, I hate that. I said that. Oh yeah. Making this series like, yeah, it's basketball, but making, giving the Denver Nuggets a serious run for their money and like, you know, stepping up to the plate. Um, as if, of course, like Donovan alluded to earlier, if they hit hella threes, that's just like 
their go-to thing throughout this entire postseason run. They are hitting insane shots. Gabe Vincent has been ridiculous. And Caleb Martin and Max Struess and all them guys. It's either that or Jimmy Butler has to like actually come to life. And I don't know if either of those things are attainable because as time has gone on through this postseason run, like both things have been tanking slowly. So yeah. I think they just Josh made Hart, man. Yeah, Josh Hart exactly. destroyed Jimmy Butler's ankle. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Get out of here. Motherfucker. Exactly. But someone hey man, who... let's talk about mm-hmm. go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say, let's talk about the team that won game three. Yes. Let's talk a little about the Nuggets. Cause <sighs> man. after game two, like we said, they lost mostly because their own mistakes and their own lack of effort on defense and playing the worst possible game they could play for finals intensity. But game three. Game three we saw the best version of this Nuggets team that has us confident again they're gonna win the series. Yes. Bro. Not only did Nikola Jokic have 30 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists, Jamal Murray had a 30 I was going to mention the exact same thing. That's I was stupid. Since I didn't catch the game in live time last night, or whenever it was, yeah, last night, um, I had to rewatch the game, and I noticed while I was watching these games, like, damn, like, this dude, Jamal Murray, is kind of diving shit up. Like, why? Like, and I go ahead and I look at the stats. He's averaged 10 assists each and every game so far this post, so far in the in the NBA Finals. And there was this one play specifically to where he was about to get doubled closer to the half-court line. Kind of, he was like 30, 30, he was, yeah, he was like 30 feet away from the basket, and he went ahead and jumped in the air and kind of did a double clutch shot but he ended up swinging it to i think the rookie what's his name brown to brown brown yeah, yeah brown and brown. he brown, looked it looked like don't call him brown <laughs> it looked like apparently. he was gonna swing it to Jokic, but he double clutched it and swung it and the ball looked like it kind of have had a curve. Maybe I'm tripping, or maybe i don't know but it was an <laughs> insane pass that he made to him and that's something that a lot of people didn't see um, in Jamal Murray's game earlier in his career. And so just seeing him take major strides and leaps and be like a legit like secondary star to Nikola Jokic is insane. And this is going to – he just got his rep officially in the NBA, and there's zero chance that he doesn't become an all-star next year unless he's like ass. Oh, for sure. <laughs> unless, he's, unless he's injured again. Yeah. But you're, you're 100% right. The big two takeaways from last night is – once again, everybody realized Nikola Jokic is one of one. He is of course. one of the most talented offensive players I've ever seen. One of the most skilled big men. Whatever, whatever all-time thing you want to put on it, he is that guy. People are saying like he's our generation's Larry Bird, whatever. Like There's comparisons flying around. Whatever you want to say about him, absolutely true. But Jamal Murray is not just like the skilled point guard that's there. If, he's, if he comes back healthy, they can make a run. He's a legitimate second star that is... Not as important as Murray, not as important as Jokic, but man, it's damn near. Like he is super vital to this team. Yeah, he's yeah. important to them in terms of just like amplifying what the Denver Nuggets are good at and how they should be playing. And he makes Jokic's life so much easier because Jamal Murray's he's one of the more easily one of the most aggressive guards in the entire NBA. He's always looking to, for the most part, get his shit off. That was his thing coming into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pause. But that was his thing, um, getting out of Kentucky and stuff like that. So for him to make these type of strides, huh? I said you, that you wasn't a pause. You didn't even need to to pause that. That's, I, that's not why Isaac did. Uh, I felt like I whatever. Regardless of the fact, <laughs> dude, this dude Jamal Murray, 
he is, I think, quite literally the greatest playoff riser in NBA history. I think I saw a stat that said he his career average in points per game in the regular season is like 17 to 18. And in the playoffs, it's 25.5. That's an insane jump. Yeah. That's an insane leap, one to none. It's nuts, man. Yeah. What's I, it called? I Listen, it's what's, what's crazy and like, I think my my takeaway from the Nuggets game game three win is a little bit different, and I think it's they still have another level to go to. I through three games, I still don't feel that that the Nuggets have like have played a, a complete game, and I I feel like I feel like like coach. I feel like like that's just like coach speak. Like after every game, every coach is gonna is gonna tell you whether you win or loss. Oh, we have another level to go to. Denver actually does. Michael Porter Jr. hasn't been <laughs> he hasn't been great this series. He shot one for seven in game it's been three. Trash. KCP Two was one ass. That's what I'm saying. KCP was one for four. Bruce Brown was one for five. They still have a lot of their key guys who haven't shot well. And so for game three, I saw that more of okay, Jokic and Murray are picking up the slack for everybody. And like they're they're on and they're doing their job. If they like in game four. I think that at least one of MPJ, KCP, Bruce Brown, one of those guys is going to have a good game offensively. And at the bare minimum, if they can stop fouling three-point shooters, which it seems <laughs> that one of the three does every quarter, it they yep. are they are fouling three-point shooters like nobody's business. That's probably why Miami is staying in in each of these games because they're getting they're getting a free three to six points every quarter. But I, those guys. Those guys, if one of them can go off, I think Denver easily beats Miami in Game Four. I think that they already will beat Miami in Game Four, but they could they could have another blowout win. Yeah, it's interesting you say that those role players are struggling and they still won by twenty because <laughs> that just shows their depth. Because Christian Brown just took over and just yeah. decided the third quarter was his quarter, or maybe it was, it was the early fourth quarter, and he just was attacking off the dribble, defending his ass off, getting turnovers like. When you have the ability to have Michael Porter Jr. and Chris KCP and Brown, uh, Bruce Brown suck like you said, and you still have role players to give you contributions, and they're good role players, like you're like six players deep at that point. That's incredible. We're not even Christian watching what? He's a, basketball right now with the Nuggets. It feels like Christian Brown's what their ninth best player, and he's taken over games in the fourth quarter. That's ridiculous depth. He's a rookie. That's insane. Yeah. Shout out to their scouting team, man. God damn, they're elite. Yeah. And it's so, it's so funny because, like, it, it really just comes down to they need two players to go off next to Jokic. Jokic is never going to have a bad game. It's impossible. All he does is eat. You just got to have one of your star-level <laughs> players do eat. well and then one of your role players. Yeah. Game two, they lost because Jamal Murray wasn't on shit and none of the role players were. Game three, Jamal Murray was on a lot of shit, doing crazy, <laughs> and Christian Brown took over. That, that's all you need. <laughs> Yeah, the for- the formula is very simple. So I think yeah. I'm happy though. I think we're all in agreement that Denver's. Is, we all think that Denver's going to win Game Four, right? I I don't know game to game, but I'm I know Denver's going to win the series. Stand on something, Isaac. He Make never want to pick. Lame. That's what I'm saying. What do you mean? I just said Denver's going to win the series. I just told you, man. Game who's going to win four. the next game? I asked the question: Are is Denver going to win Game Four? Yes or no? <laughs> it's a that's a yes, one sure. Okay, yes, thank you. Yes, they're going to win. Thank you. Mo? <laughs> All right. I think I'm just I think Denver 
is going to lose game four. Do I truly believe that? No, not not anymore. Wait, but I'm only <laughs> saying that saying because I'm sta- I'm so I have confused. to stay 10 toes to my original prediction. If, and if they're going to win a game, if Miami's going to win two games, it ha- they ha- they're going to win a game in Miami. Zero chance they win again in, in Denver. Like that's just, I just don't envision a world in that happening whatsoever. So I think this is they're their... They already won one in Denver. <laughs> not another one. They're not winning, they're not winning <laughs> that, another one. Winning fair. two in Denver is crazy as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, whether they win one more game or no more games, I, d- I don't care about how fast N- Denver wins. I don't have a strong prediction that way, but I would bet a lot of money that Denver's going to win the series. If they do go ahead and win this series, man, oh, man, if I'm a star player, I am salivating over the opportunity to go ahead and go to Miami because, like, that's literally picture perfect. Even though, yeah, like, you know, they have pieces, quote-unquote. They're not – they're clearly, like – <laughs> one of the worst i hate to say this but they're not they're not up there when it comes to best eastern conference teams over the last few years or best nba finals teams over the last few years at all they're probably the worst hey, i don't know man i mean i mean no, no years, but they keep making it so it's yeah, like, yeah so like at a certain point we have to reevaluate what makes a good team in this conference because they've been to three conference finals in the last four years two nba finals like at a certain point they're they are the best team in this conference. Like you can only ignore results so much. That is, that is true. But holistically thinking, comparing all the other teams that they had that have made the Eastern Conference Finals or came out of the Eastern Conference over the last few years, I'm pretty much taking you know the other team over this current Miami, this current Miami Heat squad. I'm taking like the yeah. 2020 Miami Heat over this team for sure. Why? Let's just take the same team. Tyler Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Hero's not okay, dead. I get it. Here next year. We're talking about next year. Tyler Hero's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. I'm dead. But yeah. Actually, which team is better? I'm, I think I'm taking... I'm taking Bam is a lot better this year. Yeah, the I'm, only I'm, difference I'm, in 2020 is Jimmy was healthy and Tyler Hero was there. But like Gabe Vincent's here now, Max Struess, Caleb Martin. Like, I think this team's probably better. When Caleb, healthy. I think Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. Listen, he had a very good seven games. Right, <laughs> Caleb Martin. Like I said earlier, he's averaging five point three points per game. He's showing us why he got cut. <laughs> this is this That's is hilarious. why. This is why. Well, listen, Gabe Vincent wasn't here in twenty twenty. Gabe Vincent is nice. No, yeah. I I like I like Gabe Vincent, but there's a lot of there's a lot of other guys. I might take twenty twenty Duncan Robinson over. Wow, we are in the weeds right now. Uh, Man, <laughs> I, I think I'm taking. I think I'm taking twenty twenty Duncan Robinson over this version of of Duncan. I like. He's the same player. People just didn't. People just know how to guard him now. Exactly. The element of surprise is. <laughs> gotcha. Right? Uh, gotcha. I'll take that. I'll take Jay Crowder because he was a little bit more playable than than Kevin okay. Love. Um, yeah. yeah, they they had some. <laughs> I think 2020 was a was a was a good that was a good Heat team. Yeah, Jay, Jay Crowder is a good a good reason to pick that team. Um, man. Yeah, man. I I guess we can move on. I guess. Well, I don't even know if we're gonna have a chance to talk about the series again before it ends because you know, we do it once a week. The series might fuck around and be over by this time next week if they win in five. True. Congratulations, it, it to Denver it Nuggets. They will. You be. are the 2023 NBA champions. Congratulations. God, doesn't it suck that Nikola Jokic is not finna have imagine if you actually won MVP this year, he would have Bro. easily like one of the Don't get me started. I know. It's okay. You can oh, don't get me going. You can put your swords <laughs> down. It's okay. 
Bro, we got we got robbed of one of the all time three year runs you've ever seen. Yeah. Ridiculous. Which, yeah. granted, it's just MVP. Fuck MVP. It doesn't even fucking matter. It's, this is just as impressive. He still had the same season. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it sucks because that's the type of stuff that matters when you talk about the game ten years from now. Yeah, and exactly. it would have been such a strong on paper argument. Okay, question. So, assuming that Miami does lose this series by the time we record this again, where do you go next if you're them? Let Let's save that for next week when they actually lose. We'll, we'll have plenty of time to dive into that. <laughs> okay. Let's save that. Okay. Okay. Let's Keep let's, that in mind. That's a long conversation. That's a long conversation. So we'll let's yeah. not get ahead of ourselves and let's not jinx it too bad so we end up looking stupid. <laughs> I'll hey, stand on it. The the Nuggets <laughs> are winning this series. There's no way Miami wins this series. The NBA finals are here, so get in on the Heat versus Nuggets series with underdog fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports online. All you have to do is hit higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite player's stats for the night. And it's super simple to use. You can play it on the app or you can play it online. And if you sign up today using promo code TD3, Underdog Fantasy will double your initial deposit up to $100. And that's free money that you can use to make more entries all throughout the NBA Finals. So again, sign up today using promo code TD3 and get playing with Underdog Fantasy today. Let's move on to the other biggest story in the league right now. The Suns are just throwing Chris Paul's old ass into the garbage. They're moving on. It was reported by Chris Haynes that they straight up cut him yesterday. And then Shams reported 30 minutes later that false. They didn't cut him yet. They're probably going to, but they're meeting with him and they're going to decide if they can figure out a trade, figure out a way to cut him and have him re-sign under a smaller deal, or if they're going to waive him altogether and have him find a new team. But whatever way it goes, it seems like they've decided they're not paying him and they're probably done with him. Waving him How is do y'all crazy, feel about that? dude. Yeah, that was, that was that a crazy tweet to see just nuts. pop up. Yeah. Is this the right move by the Suns? Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, no. If you're if you're not gonna get anything for Chris Paul, like at least get a second round pick or do something. But if you're gonna waive him, <laughs> you can at least get that and just try and get some type of assets back. But I don't think that there is a world where if you have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, we talked a lot about it whenever Chris Paul was out. You had nobody to initiate the offense for that team. And you just had two guys who are amazing 21 players and they can go get buckets anytime that they want, right? Yeah. (laughs) And listen, king of the court, three dribbles, give me Devin Booker, give me KD. But in a five on five, (laughs) in a five on five playoff series, I need a distributor. I need somebody to set up the offense. And even though that Chris Paul gets hurt every year, it's still nice to have one of the greatest basketball minds on your team. And I think cutting him for nothing is a mistake. It's, it's asinine. I mean, I mean simple, simple, simple and plain. It's asinine. asinine. Yeah. I mean, it's purely a financial thing, right? Like, if he was making a smaller amount of money, they would keep him. And if they, could, they would trade him if they could, but nobody wants that big contract. So, yeah, if they could find a trade and get value, great. But, it's, like, they tried, right? You only do this type of move and cut him if you have like a promise, and it sounds like we're not gonna we're not gonna get into this just now, but like they have something in the back of their pocket because you just don't make a move like this out of nowhere just because you want to be done with them and save money. You have to plan out for that money, and it sounds like they already have something in the back of their pockets, something that they've already brewed and planned over the last few weeks since they've been shuffling front offices or people in front front office or whatever. So now, uh. Like that's the only thing that makes sense, because like Donovan said, aside from aside from who 
KD and Devin Booker who can once in a while, like, you know, create plays for others and whatnot. That's not necessarily their bags, I would say, even though they're eyed at it. Like, there's no, there's no, other than that, that and also, like, finances, like, there's no real way to make this make sense, you know? Like, yeah, but what's the, what's the, you said there's probably a promise of a person they're going to get to replace him. Who? KD does not want to play with Kyrie again. Why would he? Kyrie just fucked him over several times. Hell no. Fred Van Vliet? Is that a Fred Van Vliet sign and trade, maybe? It's Harden. Sounds like it's Harden. I don't know, but we're seeing, we'll get to Harden in a little bit, but we're seeing a lot of reports that he's to- from Woj that he's t- uh, torn between Houston and the 76ers. He's not, he not torn. I don't He's not torn. He, he, he knows where he's going. <laughs> he's, he's he's coming back to the city. He's coming back to Houston. Yeah. That's happening. I mean, see, there's always a chance he's going to Phoenix, but it doesn't seem like it's a strong possibility. I feel like they, they, I view it as they probably, they have to be comfortable going into next year without Chris Paul and with no replacement. The only way you can do that is if you're okay with the outcome where you have nobody to replace him. And that's kind of crazy, isn't it? That doesn't sound like something Matt Ishbia would go ahead and co-sign and approve, though. Like, if you're going to be hella aggressive and trade for KD and then backhandedly lose someone who's not, like, one of the greatest point... He's not the greatest point guard right now, but one of the greatest point guards of all time, and you'll be fine with letting Cameron Payne cook? It's like, dude, what are we doing at this point? You know, what, why even yeah. trade for KD if you're good? It doesn't make sense to trade for KD if you just plan on letting CP3 go and having Cameron Payne rock. Like, you, you're, <laughs> I you're promise you, literally, campaign yeah. is not going to be rocking like that. This, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> he's, he's not. What this shows me, though, is not only that they are, like, they're, they're done with Chris Paul because of the finances. DeAndre Ayton is out of there. He is the biggest. Mm. He's the biggest asset that they have, and I think that they, I think Phoenix understands that they need they need a point guard. And you saw in last playoffs they were able to get a little bit more out of Jock Landale that they were able than they were able to get God, out of that's uh, so sad. out of DeAndre Ayton. You go ahead, you trade Ayton, you get yourself a point guard back that can actually play and actually stay healthy. And then you will find replacements and filler guys at the center position and just trying to fill out that, that center. Like who though? I think it's also, it's important to have a point guard, but I think it's also important to have a big man too. And I feel like that's very, it's easy for us to say like, find another point guard I and mean, find another big Bismack Biombo was given the minutes, but Bismack Biombo a couple years ago was given the minutes because they had a really effective Chris Paul leading it. And it's really easy when you have that point guard there. But if you don't have Chris Paul, it's a lot harder to just like find filler bigs, and you're gonna need a big when you have KD and Devin Booker as your best players, because that's not the pillars of a strong defense there. I mean, yes, but if you have, but if you have KD and Booker, DeAndre Ayton is useless if you don't have a point guard there. He's third. He's third on like the offensive depth chart right there, and it's not if you are running post ups for DeAndre Ayton. And he's not like a he's not a great passer out of out of the double team if he starts getting going. So I don't trust him to find to find book. I don't trust him to, to find KD. I don't trust him to create offense for himself like that. He he's been at his best in in Phoenix, and partially because like just Phoenix took off around this time. But when him and Chris Paul are running that that pick and roll, that's when he's been at his best. If you take his num if you take um the number one thing away from him. I don't know what he's going to be. And it's kind of the same situation that um, that you're talking about with Chris Paul because DeAndre Ayton is also making too much money for what I'm asking him to do. <laughs> so I'd rather pay somebody 
$30 million because that their role is probably a little bit more valuable than what DeAndre Ayton is right now. He's too talented to be the third option to be getting that much money to just be eh. So I he has to he has to go. What does that look like though? Is it is but I don't know what route you can go that you end up with a decent big to replace him plus a point guard. Like Marcus Smart, get... you are a Phoenix Sun. DeAndre Aiden, <laughs> welcome to the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Al Horford, you are a Phoenix, Phoenix Sun. Sun. Yep. That would be kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is Robert Williams and DeAndre Aiden is a war crime. Yeah, exactly it is. But Robert Those Williams together, needs to be scaring yuck. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what deal is out there. Like, Do they want D'Angelo Russell? Hell no. Uh, I mean, listen, yeah. prob- probably not, but if you're paying D'Angelo Russell, or not, not even if you are, if you are not paying D'Angelo Russell $47 million, <laughs> it doesn't look too bad of an option. So I would consider it if I were them. I know he was trash in the playoffs <laughs> and that and that. He like, always is. Like, yeah. But guess what? Chris Paul is also not there. So like, do you want somebody there? Or do you want Cameron Payne running your running your offense for eighty two games no. for eighty two games and two months? No, then then you get then you find a way to get Fred VanVleet. I don't know if that's a deal that make that's a trading for DeAndre Ayton type thing. Maybe maybe that makes sense for both sides. But they probably don't need to give up Ayton since Fred VanVleet's free agent. It'll be a signing trade. They probably don't have to give up that big of an asset. They just have to give something back. But I I, I would love Fred VanVleet to be a Chris Paul replacement. I think that make a lot of sense. He'd also make a lot of sense as a D'Angelo Russell replacement, but that's a conversation for another day. D'Angelo is just... The other side of this, where do you want to see Chris Paul go if if they end up waving him? I'm mad because I know this ends up with him on the Lakers. Um, Oh, 100% ends up there. I know. (laughs) I don't don't like it. But the the very easy answer is get him to Boston, give those guys an actual point guard, and let's see what they can do. And if they can get him for... They can get him for, um, you know, on the low. Don't have to pay him too much money. Nothing, nothing will go crazy. I think that's the that's the best move for them. You trade one of the guys, either Smart or Brogdon or White, get some more assets back, and you're you're cooking. What is so? If he gets cut, is Chris Paul going to sign for the veteran minimum? That's so no. cr- man. No, not not for the minimum. The Lakers can give him their non-tax mid-level exception, so they can pay him a little more. But a lot of teams, contenders, can't give them anything more than the minimum or maybe the biannual exception, which is like fucking $4 million. So, like, is Chris Paul going to be okay with just being like a... Because well, once you start being a minimum player, there's really no going back. Yeah. Listen, oh, man. Apparently, apparently, the fourth and fifth grade kids are talking crazy. So, <laughs> he's going to have to do what he has to to shut them kids up. So Let if me it, ask if you this. Does he have, he have one more? Cinderella How much OKC is Chris Paul run? worth? Ooh, that's a great question. Like, is is he worth? Okay, is he worth a minimum contract? Right, that's a good deal. One hundred percent, yes. Is he worth a mid-level exception, which is yes. about ten million dollars? Yes. Is he worth twenty million dollars? That's no. tops. No. Twenty million is not a lot in the modern NBA. Like, yeah, that's tops, though. I can't do it. I can't do it for a player who's consistently injured and he's old as shit. That's tops. Well, okay, for the Celtics, yes. For everybody else, that number may may vary. 
the Celtics have a very, very clear problem, and it's that nobody knows how to dribble on that team, and nobody knows how to pass <laughs> to anybody. And Chris Paul can do that. So, like, he fits what they need perfectly. He's worth okay. he's worth fifty million dollars to them, right? Damn. If we, but if we're talking about the rest of the league, that's on a varying scale. What about like the Spurs? Get a lot of a lot of Spurs fans want him to come in, run that pick and roll at Wembenyana, and kind of give him that like veteran mentorship on a rebuilding team. I wouldn't hate that, honestly. I'm not trying to see Chris Paul go. That out is like gross. That. No one wants to see him in San Antonio. Is it? Why? Yeah, just let, like let Trey Jones cook, man. No one wants to see that. Like, yeah, it's like cool and all that, but <sighs> bro, I don't know. Chris Paul, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, and Victor Wembanyama with Trey Jones as your sixth man. That's kind of cool. I kind of like you're, that. At that point, though, you're 27 asking... games. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah and also, on top of 27 team. games, you're asking Chris Paul's daughter to go ahead and be homeschooled at that point, bro, because you're not winning no <laughs> ring with them anytime too soon. You're supposed to reverse, no, the, yeah, reverse yeah, the, his damage. The point's not, not to win a ring at the, with that, though. At that point, he'd be deciding that I'll take... Because they're going to give him a lot of money, right? If they want him, they can offer him like $25 million for two years because they have a fuck ton of cap space and it doesn't matter. So they could just say, hey, come run this rebuilding team and help mentor Wembenyana to come be our next star. That'd be, if I was Chris Paul, that'd be kind of cool. He probably wants to win a ring, so he won't I do it. I would run from that. If I'm Chris Paul and I have basically everything that I need in my in my resume, in my trophy case, outside of an MVP, which is not going to happen at this point, but the only like attainable trophy is the Larry O'Brien trophy. Get me somewhere where I can win that. So if you are Orlando, if you picked in the lottery with your own pick <laughs> this year, do not call my phone. Don't don't. Call I get me. I get that I get that. But counterpoint, those teams will give him two million dollars, and the Spurs will give him fifty. <laughs> Does he need fifty million dollars? Fifty million more dollars? Who doesn't need fifty million dollars? That's a lot of money. Shit, it is a lot of money. But if I'm CP3, <laughs> man, like, I don't know. I, I gotta see, go get this ring. I you have see to through do it. it. You see through it. You see through it. And there, and also, like, there's a lot of teams who've had, of course, like, disappointing seasons and whatnot. And if he was to ring chase, let's say, on a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, it wouldn't look so shame, shameful at all. The, the Milwaukee work. Bucks would be a little bit shameful. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, the Lakers and Celtic, Lakers and Clippers are the two teams that, to keep an eye out on. Oh, the Him Clippers. on the Clippers. The Clippers would with be these hilarious. wash point guards, bro. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Bro, their whole team is old as fuck. All their good players get injured all the time. It would be so fitting. Yeah. No, no one wants to Chris see Paul, that. Really. Chris Paul needs to go. If he makes $2 million from wherever, take 500000 of it. Put it on the NFL parlay. Get your money back that way. <laughs> right? Right? Make your money up somewhere else. And then go get that ring. That should be priority number one for Chris Paul. Yeah, bro. Go play with LeBron. He'll put you in a movie. He'll put you in Space Jam 3 and you'll be cooking. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. I'll put you in. He's gonna he's gonna remake another old comedy. He's gonna LeBron and Spring Hill are gonna remake like Are You There Yet or something. That is gross. <laughs> 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 uh, they already did House Party. They're gonna do another cult classic soon. Oh That's my god, terrible. bro. Space Jam. Doctor Doolittle. Space Jam. I could see LeBron as Doctor Doolittle. Ew. Wow! Ew. I, I really didn't say could... he'd be a Doctor Doolittle. He'd just be producing. It. No, I oh could see. Le- I could see LeBron as Doctor Doolittle. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the moral of the story is Do Chris Paul to, is so. Time out, time out, time out. Do we have to personally fund this movie to get made? Like I, I see it in my <laughs> mind now. I need it. I need it. Well, if they go ahead and click the link in the description, and also right below, is it below the uh, <laughs> above the YouTube plug. icon? I love it. 
They might it's, be able uh, to go below the title. Yeah. yeah. Look at the description. You'll see our merch there. Yeah, and we can go nice, ahead and get this thing nice. funded ASAP. <laughs> Got some nice embroidered logos for you guys. Some soft blanks. Yeah, exactly. Need it. For, I have a question for you guys, though. For two seconds, can we talk about the whole Kyrie thing that randomly dropped the day of the finals, I believe? Sure. Or before the finals? Sure, yeah. What did You're I see exactly on my screen? Two seconds. You're going to get exactly two seconds out of this. As If you guys don't know, there was a report that from Shams has straight up said Kyrie Irving has contacted LeBron James about playing for the Dallas Mavericks. Not the Dallas Mavericks are trying to sign LeBron James. Not LeBron James wants to go to the Mavericks. Kyrie has contacted LeBron James. That was the report. Not, not even that, right? Because all that means has contacted LeBron James, right? All that means is that Kyrie called his phone. We don't know if LeBron <laughs> picked up. Right, <laughs> we don't. We, LeBron could have saw saw Kyrie is nah. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have time for this right now. Like, <laughs> like, of course, of course, Kyrie would want, uh, would want LeBron to be, to be where he's at. He's like, listen, I just got here. I don't really feel like moving again. Can you come do me a solid? Like I was, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I was, I was wrong back there in Cleveland. <laughs> but it's just like it's a non-story. It really Super is a slow day, bro. Are you, are you is Woj telling me that people really don't care about the NBA finals like that, bro? Because I've never, I don't remember the last time I've seen a more unimportant. This is about nothing tweet in my life, or at least over the next, over the last like three years, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So obviously LeBron is not going to the Dallas Mavericks. It doesn't make sense for numerous reasons. The Mavericks have no assets to trade for LeBron James. I would make the Lakers blink. LeBron. Why would he want to go there? Why would the Mavs want him? Because LeBron, Kyrie, and Luka is a disgusting combination that makes no sense on paper, in 2K, in reality, anywhere. No defense to be seen. No anything besides passing and scoring. I, the question I have now is, who leaked this and what is their agenda? <laughs> Kyrie leaked it. Just because he was bored. He was probably still hurt that, that LeBron didn't pick up his call. And he he just wanted to put some pressure. He just wanted to see, like, hey, like, does every, does everybody else think that like that this is a good idea, or is it just me? That's probably you know, <laughs> that, ha- that has to be it. You know who probably leaked this? It it's probably the fake ass story coming from Mike Malone, so he can go ahead and brew his disgusting <laughs> narrative. Well, no one's talking about us. Hey, no one's talking about us. <laughs> That's probably him. When, when did Mike Malone like? Why is he from New York in your impersonation? <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy accent. <laughs> I feel like it's either got to be walking here. So there's two options: either Kyrie leaked it, and why? I guess just put our Brian Windhorst hats on real quick. Why would he do that? <laughs> maybe because he's maybe Kyrie he wants to. Maybe he plans to leave the Mavs, and he leaked that to show that he tried to find a way to make it make sense. That he tried to get the Mavs to get LeBron so he could stay, but it didn't work out. So he exhausted options and now he has no other option but to leave for competitive reasons. Or, or LeBron leaked it because he wants the Lakers to know that him and Kyrie are talking about playing together in any way, fashion needed. So they better trade for him or he'll pick up that phone call and go to the Mavs. But if LeBron leaked it, it would have been a little bit more substantive and mm. then, then just Kyrie contacted LeBron. But that's what he wants you to think. That's why, because he doesn't want it to be so overt. He wants the Lakers to be like, hmm, would LeBron go? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe we got to trade for this Kyrie fella. 
This is the yeah. longest two seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move okay. on. Let's Something. move on. Nobody gives a shit. Kyrie's yeah. staying with the Mavs because they're going to give him the most money. And LeBron is going to be a Laker still. Yeah. Next. You guys want to talk move. about how Damian Lillard needs to learn how to shut up? Oh yeah, let's God, do it. Bro. <laughs> I'm joking, but Damian Lillard is doing the same I'm thing not. every year now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, yeah. I'm playing. But Damian Lillard is doing the same thing he does every year where he goes on all these radio shows and stuff, and everybody keeps asking him about if he's going to request a trade or not, and he just eats it up and tells people nonstop, you know, I want to stay. It's all about competitiveness and blah, 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 blah. But now he's telling everybody that basically the he believes the Trailblazers can – make a competitive team next year by trading their current assets and if not then they'll have to have a conversation about his future he's been saying it nonstop like three times in the past two weeks on three different shows i've seen so many options of potential trade place destinations saw oh he wouldn't like it to be in to be in boston yeah. oh, if miami heat won the finals he would not consider going over the- it's like bro no one asked for real People who are <laughs> you, you bro, probably I'm told glad him, you hey, said this. Ask me this question real quick. <laughs> like, bro, no. I'm glad you said this. He specified in the interview that he wants to go to Miami, but not if they win the championship. Just to let everybody know that he'll play for a team, but not if there's too much running from the grind. Like, <laughs> if it's too easy, I want it. And today, Chris Haynes reported. Chris Haynes, famously a Damian Lillard mouthpiece, he reported that <laughs> under no circumstance, <laughs> under no circumstance, would Damian Lillard play for the Celtics. Why is this being put out there? Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, who gives a fuck if you play for the Celtics? <laughs> That's so uh, random. No, it's just, it's just comical. Damian Lillard wants he wants his lore and his legacy to just be everything, everything that Kevin Garnett gave up in the second half of his career. Damian Lillard wants that so that he can be some type of martyr for like the old NBA of of like. I'm I'm the guy who went against the league when everybody was going towards super teams, when everybody was trying to partner up with everybody. I'm the guy who stood on principle and stayed here. And he wants his respect, but like but like y'all saying, you're asking for respect, so I can't give you respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think? You know what I think? He wants that respect, but he also wants to fucking leave the Trailblazers. He just doesn't want to be the one to ask for it, so he loses that respect. It almost so he's just like nudging them to trade him by like deciding to just rebuild. Like he yeah. wants them to do that really bad. He just can't be the one to say it. Yeah, exactly. And I I feel like there are a I think if it's gonna happen, then they they would only almost be forced to do it because via the NBA draft. Because if they end up getting like Scoot Henderson, then like it's already in there and it's going to happen. You know, and you would have to be, you are a madman if you if you walk up to the trailblazers front office and say hey yo trade this potential generational 19 18 year old dude for some mid-ass role player or for some bradley mid-ass Beal. like star player bradley beal or jalen brown or some crazy like it's like bro what are you talking about you know well could you imagine if the celtics turned jalen brown into scoot henderson oh that would be so times. beautiful oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah man but basically Damian Lillard just one. It's I guess we could say it's not his fault because people keep asking him about it, but he doesn't have to give interesting answers every time. He's very he's answering in a clearly calculated way to try to, however, whatever agenda he has where he's trying to move, 
he's doing it through these interviews and it's annoying as hell because he won't stop. See, he's, he's, <laughs> he's doing the same thing that like LeBron's been doing for years now, except like LeBron's about that shit and he will leave and no one ever believes Damian Lillard. And so we just full of cap all and every time. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't it care anymore. Like it's probably our last time we talk about Damian Lillard rumors until he finally is close to being traded. You know what rumors we should talk Remember about? Two... What? Which ones? James Harden. We'll give this another two seconds so we can move on to TikTok time. Yeah. But yeah, it was reported that by, I think, Shams yesterday that James Harden is currently torn between returning to Houston and staying with the 76ers. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't even want to talk about this now we're talking about it. I don't fucking care. He can go back to the 76ers. <laughs> he can go back to the Houston. You think James Harden's not moving the needle regardless of wherever he goes? No. No. Damn. No. Not for these two teams. He's not moving the needle for these two teams. Listen. I hope he goes to Houston just to accelerate the Joel Embiid trade request that's coming inevitably. Ooh. Guys, guys did that's you guys... a hard part. That's a listen, hard episode. Listen, James Harden has been, since Christmas, the happiest day of the year, right? It got <laughs> leaked out of James Harden's camp that he's said, I'm unhappy here. I want to go back to Houston. Like, he's, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't want to be in Philly after the last two years. I don't think that they really want him there either. He took less money and was kind of like upset. He was kind of upset that nobody lauded him for taking um, for taking less money. Let the media know that. And I think at this point, I think at, at this point, James Harden is just going to say like, I'm going to go get my X amount of dollars. I already gave up 15 million. I'm going to go have fun. And I'm going to play on a team that needs a point guard and that needs scoring and that needs veteran leadership. And I'll go ahead and be all those things. In a city where, like, the Rockets don't really matter like that. And they're not getting Wemby. So, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. James Harden, like, I'm, I'm rambling. But James Harden, like Isaac said, does not move the needle for either of these two teams. And so, for him, this is kind of him recognizing that. And so, he just he just wants to have fun. So he's gonna go back. <laughs> he to just wants to have fun. That's the best way to put it. If he does, go valid. To, goes Fuck it. You're not gonna win championship. Your best days are behind you. Go vibe yeah. out in Houston and like your yeah. life. Do you, yeah, you, that's a tough pill to swallow, though. Like you gave up so much money, to, so they can go ahead and get scraps and sign your guys, Daniel House and it wasn't PJ that much money. And all that. I mean, fifteen how, million how much dollars. Money was it? Fifteen. <laughs> 15, 11 no, million dollars, something that's, like that. That's some bread. That's some bread. Never mind. That's, that's a good amount of money. <laughs> that's, that's some bread. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But also, so they like, didn't like they didn't lose because like the the guys that they brought in. We talked. Daniel House was trash all year. He got right? yeah. he didn't play. Exactly. They launched an investigation over Daniel House. He didn't play. <laughs> oh, Man, bro. I don't care about James Harden right now. Let's move on to TikTok time. Ooh, Let's do it. Let's it is time it. to get these TikToks off. As always, we're going to start with the draft. This time, we're going to do a draft with only players who won three rings or more. I this told you guys before the show how this is going to play out, and I'm a 1,000% confident. I've been thinking about it for the last hour, who my first pick is going to be. I'm not. It's, I, I'm not. Right. I don't know. Okay, we'll see. First pick is Donovan, <laughs> then Mo, then me. Yeah, you, you guys know what's up. Yeah. Let's draft NBA lineups with only players who have won three rings or more. Let's do right. Donovan. I'm going to start off with some versatility. Give me LeBron James. Boo. What? You got LeBron? Damn. I got to pick that. Give me give me that MJ dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
God. It's a little small, little, little bit of MJ. Yeah, I guess I'll just have MJ, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the whore. Obviously, I got Steph Curry. Yep. Give me Shaq. Say and it. after that, I hey. have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Yep. That's nice. Okay. Give me the best center ever and maybe the best point guard ever. I don't know. Okay. Cool. I like that. Go ahead and give me Tim Duncan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, like I'm sorry, slapped I'm you. I was just, I was just shocked. I, I wow. didn't think that Shaq was gonna be here for me. Give me Shaq. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. And then Duncan, I mean, yeah. it's Tim Duncan and Kareem. It's like totally no. Usable. I kn- I know. I just I thought Shaq was gonna go earlier. So that's that's fantastic. <laughs> um. Hmm. Oh yeah, give me Shaq. Give me Kobe. Damn, mm. You're LeBron, Shaq, and Kobe. Fuck. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. Okay. This is over. <laughs> Go ahead and give me. Uh, is Larry Bird on the board? Yeah, give me Larry Bird. Okay. Damn, I hate this draft. I, I should have. I should have been Shaq. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this draft sucks. I got. You know what? Yeah. Ooh, no, I'll, I'll wait for that. This is tough. Okay, give me Dwayne Wade. That's cool. Good. That's good. Oh, I have you another got, pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. Then for my three, give me Scottie Pippen. Nice, solid, solid. Nice. Okay, so I got MJ, Larry Bird, and Tim Duncan. Cool. So, sheesh. I need a. Yeah, I need two guards. So for the sake of spacing, go ahead and give me. Give me Clay Thompson. You suck. <laughs> you Give me Clay. suck. Yeah. I should have yeah. put Clay to assemble the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That kind of changes the strategy a little bit. But Bro, we're Donovan's okay. about to win. Oh, my God. Huh? You're about to win. This is ridiculous. You're about yeah. to have the craziest team ever. I know. Okay. Give me. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Give me Magic Johnson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I need a four. I need a four to, to close this out. Uh, all right, yeah. Give me, give me Dennis Rodman. This <laughs> man Donovan built the best team you can imagine. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, no spacing me- in sight, but ridiculous talent. Yeah. Get. I'm just gonna show some love to one of the greatest French players of all time, Tony Parker. One of the okay. most underrated. Uh, one of the most underrated mid-range shooters. I need that on my team. Okay. You know what? Give me... Listen, Donovan has the most talent. I'm going to build the best chemistry. Give me Draymond Green to pair with Steph Curry. Cool. That's good. You're, still That's getting good. Ran, you're, still, you're still getting ran with, with him on the court, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's a draft. All right. <sighs> that was a quick one. Yeah. All right. So I have Donovan. Steph Curry. We, we, did, we did our research. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have Steph Curry, Dwayne Wade, Scottie Pippen, Draymond Green, Kareem. I got Tony Parker. Um, yeah, I got Tony Parker, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Hold on, no, 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 I'm missing someone. Uh, I got Tony Parker. Then I have Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan. I think I have and Tim Clay, Duncan at the five. And Larry Clay Bird. Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson. There we go. I don't know why I forgot that. Name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have. Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, <laughs> Dennis Rodman, and Shaq. 
Oh yeah, I that's laughable. One. I got this one. Yeah, you put this team on 2K, we getting blown by 40, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, the the first pick was definitely key in this one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was like a, really, it was like instant win because there was like seven really great players, and you get three of them. I can't believe we just let Magic Johnson go like that. <laughs> like, I'm gonna yell at this. I mean, you let Magic Johnson go like that. I am Steph Curry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> okay, next thing we're going to do, as always, following the draft, we're going to do a tier list. Okay. This time we're going to do a tier list of NBA rivalries. This, this will be interesting. Let's get into it. I'm excited for this one. Let's put these NBA rivalries into a tier list. First off, classic Celtics versus Lakers. S tier. S tier. The NBA bro. was built off of this. Yeah. This one of the is, best rivalries this, in sports. This is the recipes. This is the recipes. <laughs> Without this yeah. rivalry, NBA NBA wouldn't be the same as it is today. Shit would be on tape delay. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. You got you got Yankees versus Red Sox, and then probably Lakers versus Celtics, like the top three rivalries yeah. in sports. Next up, Steph Curry versus LeBron James. That's an A tier. It's kind of it's kind of B tier. B. Because I they don't think a lot Steph, of finals, man. I don't think Steph Curry. Well, Steph ran through them after the uh, once they got KD. The, <laughs> once once they got KD, the rivalry kind of like fizzled out. And That's also, the point. What's up? This would be S tier, but because KD messed it up, it's got to be A tier. But if KD never came, it would have been one of the greatest rivalries ever. But it's also Absolutely. a B tier. It's also a B tier because they don't like one. Steph Curry doesn't care about. He does not <laughs> care about LeBron at all. LeBron cares about Steph. Steph does not care about LeBron. And then two, even in all-time conversations, Steph Curry is nowhere near LeBron James all-time. Yeah. So like, okay, play, fine. It could be B. Yeah, play-to-player stop. Like <sighs> B's not fair, though, bro. It was classic. Just because of the t- what happened in 2016, it has to be a, it has to be AT. Because we're never seeing anything like that before. He we're never seeing like, anything like that again. He got swept. <gasps> fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll go B. All right, B. Next up, we have Shaq versus Kobe. <laughs> Shaq versus Kobe. Oh, man. Uh, this is friends, tough to Friends turn enemies is a pretty sick rivalry dynamic. It's kind of A. Yeah. This, this is an A tier. Yeah, this is A. This oh, was such a good rivalry. This is such a great rivalry that years later, they had to have a sit-down interview where they talked about it and made reconciliations for having such an intense rivalry. Nah, that's <laughs> yeah. for they they were, were rivals as teammates. They were winning championships together, still hating each other. Yeah. They, they three-peated together and then went to try and then went to see who can get the fourth ring faster. <laughs> it's, it's great. This got to be S. It's Shakespearean. <laughs> Art. This is great. Next up, we have CP3 and winning a ring. Damn, that's so seamless, bro. <laughs> Has to be S. This man back in 2021 said that he had a addiction to going to the finals. Congratulations, my brother. You beat it. Because <laughs> you ain't never going back. You just got waved. God. Listen, it's hard to call this a rivalry when one side has won it for 18 years in a row. <laughs> but it's such harassment and so much... Extreme not winning. Crazy. It's so much extreme not winning. It's got to be easier. Yeah, you have to respect the commitment to it, bro. The consistency is outrageous. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. What's the next one? <laughs> next one we have Celtics versus Heat in the last five years. 
This is A tier for real. This is this solid, is, bro. This is A tier. They've met in the conference finals like five times over the last ten years. They are this is great. This is wow. great stuff. They actually yeah, Jason have, Tatum versus Jimmy Butler is legitimately a really cool rivalry these days. Yeah, you're right. So what is this? Is it A? Probably B. It doesn't have okay, the all time yeah. doesn't have the all time ramifications, so it can't be super high, but it's a good rivalry. I'm saying yeah, it a is a because, good rivalry, I'm saying A because a lot of times when they've played, a trip to the finals has been on the line. True. Uh, a is fine. What do you think, Mo? I, I, I really yeah, I think it's a B tier because even though it's like amazing, it's not like it's not it's not poster boy worthy, you know? You're right. This is not it's, headlining it's no CB3 NBA. versus rings, so it can be B. Yeah, B for sure. Back to back, <laughs> back to back game sevens in the Eastern Conference Finals. What are we Great. talking about? We're deciding on who's going to be the loser in the finals. Whatever. Yeah, it's not moving me like that. It's solid though. <laughs> Y'all are tripping. All right, next thing we got, we're going to do a video where we talk about which NBA player would you rather let date your daughter. Ooh. I, I'm scared. <laughs> hey man, take this my daughter to, to the baseball players, please. <laughs> I am scared. This is gonna be great. All right, so which NBA player would you rather let date your daughter? <laughs> this is gonna be crazy. Yeah, Kyrie Irving or Kyle Kuzma? Kyle Give Kuzma. me Kyrie. What? Kuz? The Instagram boy? What are you talking what? about? What are you talking what? about? You Kuz said Kuz? Kuz is out here nearly about to be wiped out with Winnie Harlow. He's been treating her well. You want your daughter with a guy who thinks that the earth is flat? Kuz got blonde hair, bro, and he be <laughs> out here for real. No, I don't want Kuz. He's an L.A. boy. Are you kidding me? No. If, I, if my daughter's crazy? with Kyrie, I at least know that she's going to be <laughs> giving in some capacity. Sure, she may be You're a little a dumb. Terrible father. what it is. You're a terrible father. Bro, what are you talking you're about? You're comparing Kyrie Irving's <laughs> insane shenanigans to Kyle Kuzma dressing funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you talking Keep about? Kyrie the fuck away from my daughter. <laughs> yeah, no, Kyrie, Ky- bro. Get Kyrie or I, I, I need that. I'll accept that man. Your in my daughter's going to be sure. radicalized. Like, what, what are you talking about here? It's cool. My daughter will be one with herself, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> she will not sell her soul like Al Kuzma. I'm good on that. <laughs> what has he done to sell his soul? Why am I so mad about this? You're wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I do not understand that logic, is, and I'm seriously fearful for your future that's a terrible family, take. Donovan. Bro, all Kyle Kuzma does, all Kyle Kuzma does is tweet corny shit and rare Rick Owens. He's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you're a terrible. Uh, next up, <laughs> you're crazy, bro. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what it is about Kuzma. I just can't do it. Right, next <laughs> up, Duncan Robinson versus Austin Reeves. Give me Duncan Robinson. He's gonna have my daughter right. He's gonna. I say get when I say give my get my daughter home at eight. He's gonna have her at home by six thirty. I need Duncan Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need Duncan Robinson, bro. He's <laughs> podcast man. guy. He's straight up with his with his basketball Facts. skills. Duncan. Yeah, he's hella studious. He has a passion side project in podcasting. You might got hella go studious. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> he don't complain. <laughs> None of that, bro. He's just yes sir, yes sir, and he does it, bro. <laughs> Listen, Austin Facts. Reeves is in L.A. He, he might be a little wild on the low. You really, we really don't know Facts. with L.A. Lakers players. Fact: Duncan Robinson has that heat culture in him. He's he's respectful. Oh, he's yeah. a grinder. Yeah, he's for real. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel like Austin Reeves is low key a demon, bro. Especially with what he did over the over the playoffs, bro. <laughs> saying I'm him and all that stuff. Get that man away from my daughter, bro. He's yeah, he's, like he's, he be he has a little he has too much white boy rage. He be screaming a little too hard for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. I'm good on that. Seems like a good kid, but get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Kawhi Leonard versus Damian Lillard. Dame, <laughs> we we just we just talked about it, but Dame is. Dame's loyalty off the charts. Off the charts. So I will take Dame Lillard over Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. Dame Lillard might be a little too, like, scarily loyal. He might be a little obsessive. He's a little, he's a little toxically yeah. loyal. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I, know my gr- if, if I know my daughter will be much better off without you, then I might have to say Kawhi Leonard, bro, because he ain't going to say too much. If you cool, then you cool. If you're not, then he's going to leave. Listen, I man, trust my daughter. I Kawhi. want my daughter to be able to talk to her partner, and Kawhi Leonard says <laughs> no words, okay? Uh, bro, I don't know. Damien Lillard is like... He he might have Stockholm syndrome with something. What if my daughter is just like a bad vibe and she's not good for Lillard? Lillard just will never leave. It might be in his best interest to stay away. Yeah, exactly. See, Isaac is for the team. He has a broad vision. Donovan, you're selfish. <laughs> uh. right, next up, Zion Williamson versus Ja Morant. <laughs> Woo! Crazy. Low key, low key. Hear me out. I think I'm going John Morant. <laughs> At least I know my daughter will be protected. Okay. <laughs> so, Zion Williamson is out here. He's a wild boy with wild interests. That's all I'll say. Keep him away Look, from my daughter. Can't dress. <laughs> no drip. Look. Leave, like, leave the behavior out of it. Leave the... Leave the multiple baby mamas out of it. His drip is so bad. I don't want him in my house. He'll embarrass me. <laughs> but hear me out. If he is sliding down the APs to the family, then I might have to have a conversation. <laughs> I might have to have a conversation. <sighs> but all honestly, John Morant will love your daughter so much, he'll fight a teenager in a mall for her. <laughs> That's commitment. That's what I'm saying. She's protected. He will protection. beat a tween's ass for her. He will be safe. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Give They're me, both wild I, boys, though. They're both yeah, wild y'all, boys. Yeah, you're right. Give me jaw. I need jaw. I need jaw. <laughs> I need jaw. Zion might not even be there half the time for my daughter, bro, anyways. He's so absent, bro. He's going to be an absent father if my daughter gets pregnant, bro. He's going to be just nowhere to be seen. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Zion bro? is going to start generational trauma. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro. Oh, that's hilarious. God. You're so unhinged with that. I, like, what in your brain made you think this will be a good TikTok? <laughs> I thought of it and I was like, <gasps> engagements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I have a demon on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Nikola Jokic versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, you can't lose with this. They're both great guys, but I might <laughs> have to go Giannis because Jokic he'd be gone for real. He has no motion. He has no. Drink. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Listen, Giannis. He might love his horses more than your daughter. Yeah. Giannis. Giannis. Thank you. Listen, Giannis is kind of freaky on the timeline. <laughs> I, that's, that's, all, that's all I'm gonna say, right? You're a little too, you're a little too freaky out in public for me, right? I'm not trying to see all that, but mm-mm. G- give me, give me Jokic. Yeah, 
Giannis has a little. Giannis has the vibes of someone who didn't have a lot of girls growing up. So once he gets married, he has to like talk about it a lot on Twitter. Yeah. That, might, that might be a red flag. You know what? I'm not Nicole Jokic wearing his wedding ring around his shoelace is just tie me because that's the most wholesome thing I've seen in the last guy. I don't know how many years. What a guy! Yeah, let's take your daughter horseback riding. She'll be touring Europe with finding all <laughs> tasting all the Europe. best. She's gonna be in Serbia. Exactly. Like she's not gonna be in. She's not gonna be in Milan. Like <laughs> 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 she's gonna be on a farm in she, Eastern Europe, she, man. She's she gonna bears. be lost. <laughs> uh, and you know what? what? About, you gotta remember though, his brothers. Affiliated. You don't talk about protection. Oh, oh, true, bro. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. That's true. Ten boys are bulletproof, bro. And on top of that, <laughs> Nikola Jokic she can move through the Balkans with ease. <laughs> <laughs> Nikola Jokic be moving with hella passion. He be kissing his teammates, bro, and I love that. So give me, give me him, bro. I I, I need him next to my daughter <laughs> at all going times. Going off the rails. What are we talking about? What are we talking he about? He kissing his teammates on the side of the cheek. Did you see that video where he saw Monte Morris, bro? He looked like he saw Jesus on the court. His mouth dropped. He was like, "Oh my god, bro, it's Monte Morris." Relax. Oh, I, I need that wholesomeness. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the best TikTok ever. <laughs> uh, Next one. <laughs> I'm fucking eyes. I'm crying again. This is the uh, pictures all over again. <laughs> if you're watching right now, I need you guys to like, subscribe, drop all the comments, <laughs> and grab some episode. merch, please. <laughs> okay. If you're still here, comment Zion Williamson is a wild boy. <laughs> I want to see it all true. in the comments. That is true. Zion is a wild boy. <laughs> that is true. All right, last one. Tyler Hero or LaMelo Ball? Oh, man. I don't like either. My daughter can stay single. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've seen what the ball boys do to, to their baby mothers. I don't like it. Yeah, listen, they're both NBA fuckboys, but... Man, keep Tyler Hero the fuck away from my daughter. Yeah, this I is tra- like vibe. <laughs> Might give me Lamelo because like, bro, got a bag and he's gonna be generational. But nah, give me away from Tyler Hero. Bro. Yeah, yeah. So something about the way something about the way Tyler Hero carries himself. I don't like his face. Just keep. I, I don't want to look at him at the dinner table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to see that smirk? You kidding me? <laughs> God, no. He's going to walk in here with his black scent, pretending he's from the hood when he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> keep him away from me. <laughs> Lamelo wins by default. Yeah, easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Mouth yeah. hilarious. Okay, we got two more videos left. Oh, First, let's change up the vibe real quick, and we'll do a, a more analytically-based one. <laughs> Calm down before we get to another funny one. <laughs> this next one we're going to do is we're going to name some teams, and we got to decide who the best player in their team's history is. All right. Let's get, let's get the vibes back down. Let's back get down back the I'm sorry. We literally just talked about backhanding NBA players. Like, <laughs> guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but it's Tyler Hero. He doesn't count. <laughs> wow. Uh, if, there's any, if there's any NBA player you can disrespect, it's Tyler Hero. Oh, my God, man. Tyler, Next I'm actually okay. a fan. Don't take it to heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the best NBA player in this team's history? First off, the Lakers. Like, actually, let me rephrase that. Who is the greatest NBA player in this team's history? The Lakers. I guess greatest would be LeBron. Wait, nah. Wait, are, we talking, wait, are we talking about like the greatest Laker or like the greatest player to ever play for the Lakers? You tell me. Let's just say the greatest Laker. Okay, the greatest. What Laker they meant to this organization Kobe. and fans. 
It's Kobe. It's gotta be Kobe Bryant, right? It's Kobe. Kobe or Magic, one of those two. No, I'm Kobe. fine with either. I might lean Kobe though. Yeah, Kobe. I think Kobe has the extended success, multiple generations of championship contenders, multiple generations of fans that see him as their icon. It's, it's gotta be Kobe. Yeah, for sure, Kobe. Listen, my mom grew up on Kobe, and so did I. That's crazy. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, he has he's affected <laughs> generations and not only not only generations worldwide. I don't see people rocking Magic Johnson jerseys in Beijing, bro. It doesn't happen. <laughs> that's a crazy parameter. I love it. <laughs> Our next one. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Kevin Durant. Is oh, sorry. Is it KD? It might, it might be Russell Westbrook. I, oh. oh, after oh that, we're, t- we're talking about greatest thunder. Yeah, no, it's, it's Russell Westbrook. After how yeah. KD did, did that team, yeah. yeah, it's Russell Westbrook. They accomplished the same amount of things in the jerseys. Both won MVP. Both made the finals. One stayed and one didn't. If he didn't have that 2017 MVP, then it would be KD. But that MVP season was just phenomenal. One to none. Yeah. A heartwarming story. And yeah, that meant so much for the team, having him win it after KD left and abandoned them. Easily yeah. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. Easily. Don't even think twice about it. The Atlanta Hawks. Ooh. Oh, th- that's Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. Easy. This is like, this is very shameful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bleakless <laughs> pistol Pete. <laughs> so it's, obvi- it's obviously Dominique. Yeah. Who's number two? And I don't know, bro. It's like pistol Pete. Is it Al Horford? <laughs> All right, don't do that now. Let's relax. Okay, let's relax. All right. I'm not Three picking that man who's scared of free throws <laughs> of balls coming at him, catching rebounds. Oh, pause. <laughs> no, I'm not two? picking Al Horford. No. No, it's He's probably awesome. like it's probably like Pistol Pete or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's steep. All right. The Phoenix Suns. Hmm. Wow, I don't want to oh, say Steve tra- Nash for some reason. It's well, I mean, it's either Steve Nash it's or Charles Char- Barkley. Yeah, I think it's Charles Barkley. I don't know. Steve Nash won two MVPs there. Yeah, but he never got to a finals, was- and Charles got an MVP. Yeah. I okay, we'll go. Charles. and Charles is a better player there. He had a better career, I think. We we can go Charles. Charles, there we go. He he probably had a longer prime with the Suns than Steve Nash did too, right? No, I no, no. I mean, I well, with actually, the Suns, I don't, I don't know. This one, this one's actually really hard. I think I would take Charles though. I think I'm the fact, Charles. I think the fact that that Chuck got him to a finals, I think that's huge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And we, also we'll looking for a better player too. Looking back at it too, no one questions anything about Charles Barkley's career. And when it comes to Steve Nash, there's a lot of questions about one of those MVPs. Sure, both of those MVPs if we're talking <laughs> to be honest. Charles. Cool. The Milwaukee Bucks. That's Kareem. Ka- yeah, Kareem can get that. For I'm now. Sure yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's <laughs> it's Kareem. I mean, Kareem's a way better player, but like Giannis brought him the chip. He's the loyal star. Is probably not going to leave. Kareem, Kareem did leave. Kareem got Kareem got their first chip in his like second year. It was, it was, either, That's it was either year. It was either year two or year three, and he got the chip. That's insane. He's yeah, I guess, I guess we we, de- we default to the better player. Okay, I'm fine with Kareem. Yeah, give it two years though. It's going to be Giannis. Yeah, but but when it's all said and done, when Giannis is there for for 15 years, I think it'll be him too. If he can win some more. <laughs> Does he even have to? It's not. Like, it's not like Kareem racked it up in Milwaukee. Now nah, nah, he better. He better win some chips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Boston Celtics. 
Larry Bird. Larry Bird, yeah. That's it's not Bill Russell? I think Larry, it's Larry Bird, Bird for Boston's sake, <laughs> Larry Bird epitomizes <laughs> what a Celtic is. <laughs> okay. Larry Bird Charlie, is their you got guy. people watching you right now, Donovan. <laughs> Larry Bird is their guy. Bro, come uh, on. Bill Russell won eleven chips for a city. Come yeah. on. It has to be Bill Russell. In that era too. Ooh man, it might be Bill, but I think I have to get. I think to be honest, I really want to lean Larry Bird. If you think of Celtics, you think of Larry Bird immediately. Well, you that's know, crazy. We can, I I know, but like, it's Larry. Yeah, yeah. And I guess more people in. The, listen, listen. In the time they played, one was probably loved by more Bostonians more than the other. <laughs> so, we'll go with Larry Bird. Oh God. I want to say Bill, but I think it's honestly Larry. Okay, can't be mad at it. Tough we got one more video. Mo, I think you have one about NBA bars for us. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, so in this TikTok, we're going to be rating these disrespectful NBA bars. Rate these NBA rap lyrics from 1 to 10. Six men like Lou Will, two girls, and they get along like I'm Lou Will. Oh, this is a strong rap lyric. This is a strong NBA lyric. Back in that time, this was so hard. This took IG captions by storm. A hundred percent. I think. Listen, this 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 is like an eight. It's like it's like an eight. You could probably. I was thinking nine. Nine. I would say eight. Okay, we can go eight because it's gonna be a, there's gonna be harder to come. You you gotta know. You also have to know the story of Lou Will. It's it's like it's pretty like it's pretty obvious based on what the lyric is saying. But like you still gotta know what's going on. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll right. go eight because it doesn't appeal to the casual audience. All right, yeah, I think eight is solid. Eight is solid. Next one, let's do this one. Yeah, all right. He got muscles for no reason, Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most random shot ever, bro. <laughs> I love Who said that? that. Eric Bledsoe said that. Sad a baby. Love it. Love that. That's a nine. Yeah. That's a nine. <laughs> I got damn near. That's just funny. They were calling Eric Bledsoe baby Braun just because he had broad shoulders. <laughs> that man doesn't like Braun one bit. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. That, who created that? Who? Where did that come from? Who Who decided that? The pre-draft process. I don't know. Jail them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Okay. No, that's hilarious. Mo, Mo, being, <laughs> being big for no reason is like an all-time insult. I love it. <laughs> oh, bro. That should have me crying. All right. Fourth quarter yelling, why the fuck Batum in? <laughs> <laughs> instant classic. This was a freestyle, too. This is not an official song. That has to be an 11. All-time That's freestyle 11. bar. That's 11. The rest of the song, mid as fuck. But this Terrible. bar, perfect. He saved it. That's <laughs> you. I've never seen the most random NBA player like Nick Matum catch this type of stray. <laughs> and it's so accurate, it was, too. And That's the scary part. And it was so genuine. You see it in his face. Why the fuck Batum in? Like, he was pissed. <laughs> he was sick of watching this dude. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hoes get fucked and sent home early, just like the Clippers. Oh. God! Freddie gives is crazy. <laughs> ten out of ten. Anytime, ten. anytime we can dis. <laughs> anytime we can disrespect the Clippers, I'm here for it. Ten out of ten. Sent home early is crazy. <laughs> Freddie gives disrespectful once again. That's what he's known for. Facts. All right. 
Old dudes unreliable like D Rose knees. <laughs> this was mean. This is a <laughs> shot. D Rose is nice. What did he? Be, what did he do? Who said this? Corday, back when he was YBN and ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mm-mm. I can't. I can't get behind this. This is a four. <laughs> it's a good bar, but it hurts. Bar, but it's mean. <laughs> uh, okay. I go six. All right, cool. What about this one? You know, playing time, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Quavo himself, bro. <laughs> I love it. It's just like the Clippers one. Anytime we can slander Kendrick Perkins, I'm here for it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Nine. I think, yeah. I think yeah, it's I think a damn near. Fair. It's a 10 because it didn't even. First things first, it didn't even sound right when he said it. It was not a good bar, <laughs> but it's hate. And I'm here for hate. This is a 10. <laughs> And the best part is none of Quavo's lyrics make sense. They're just like so disconnected from the previous lyric. So it's just random, random Kendrick Perkins hate. I love it. <laughs> All right. A broke 38 in a shoe funny like Sean Marion. Who said this? Uh, this dude, Mayhem Lauren. Who is that? <laughs> have no listen, idea who it is, but listen, it is so it hard. It would have been... This would have been a 10 out of 10, but I have no idea who this is. So, for clout purposes, 9 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. That's a good like NBA deep cut. Talking about Sean Marion's shooting form. You know ball for real. This is a 9. <laughs> Fuck the thought with the headband on. Jared Dudley. <laughs> <sighs> this That's is an ugly 10. bar to me. It's so 10. mean. So many of these bars are just, are just random lyric. Random NBA player. <laughs> like, yeah. It don't even make sense. No. <laughs> Jared just... Dudley wearing a headband is an incredible deep cut. Ten out of ten. I love this. <laughs> we're just saying na- we're just saying names for visuals. Oh my goodness. This is this Jared ten out Dudley. of ten though. It's funny. It's funny. How did Jared wow. Dudley feel watching this, bro? What what is he supposed to say to that? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't get clowned on. He just uh, Jared Dudley be wearing headbands. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's that's the bar. I can't end this I can't end this TikTok session without throwing in the classic. This is not a classic, but I can't end it without throwing in Baby Tron, bro. Treat his dumb ass like Draymond. Hold on, give me a second real quick. <laughs> Treat his dumb ass like Draymond. Okay, let me get a hit. All right. Treat his dumb ass like Draymond. Can't avoid the tech. <laughs> he that's is clever. Masterful when it comes to putting these bars together. That's actually good. Shout out Baby Tron. Yeah, that's a that's a legitimately good bar. Can't avoid the tech. That, yeah. that's, that's a good bar. Yeah, that's that's, that's hard. That's hard. That's this easy. One, this one, isn't, this one isn't just funny. This is like lyricism. This is serious. That's I know. This kind of kind of has right me there. fearful. This man respects his craft. He's not just throwing names in there. He's yeah, doing poetry. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When he when he <laughs> throws out when he throws out these NBA players' names, he does it with intent. <laughs> this shit means something to him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hall of Fame his ass. <laughs> Easily, actually. Hall of Fame his ass when it comes to dropping dropping NBA names. You a worthless fellow. You ain't no athlete. You Sean Bradley. Who is Sean Bradley? Ooh. Ooh, Sean is that a Bradley center? Disrespected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sean Matt Bradley's like a seven foot four guy that got dunked on a lot. Damn. Yeah, yeah. In this in this song Again, here, Jay Z snapped, and he snapped on so many people, bro. Yeah, this one's mean. Sean this Bradley mean. is known for getting dunked on a lot, despite being huge. Known for that so much that people are saying he's not athletic. That's crazy. That's a good bar. Yeah, 
Where's this? Eight. Where's this? Eight and a half, nine? I think this has. It's, it's not this a seven. ten. This is I want to say ten because the song is a ten, and also this bar was smooth too with how he said it. it has to be a ten. I said this is a seven. This is cool. Seven? Yeah, this is cool. All right, back cool it. with that. Right. Oh, hell's gonna hate you, Isaac. <laughs> they gonna hate you. They don't. Yeah. Well, old heads don't watch this. We're good. Yeah, and I think that is it. Nice. That's the episode. Cool. If you're still here, drop us a like, subscribe, check out the merch shop. It's linked below. And as always, comment. Zion Williamson is a wild boy. <laughs> Peace. See y'all.